Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Politics Podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Carl Stoke. And today, well, we're taking a break from our usual run, and we're doing Marvel Team Up, featuring Spider-Man and Iron Fist, Spider-Skill, and Kung Fu Fury together again for the first time. And it's an offbeat title for an offbeat tale for a few fists more. Well, excellent. I love how they uh, they they play on what actually happens in the book, right? In the word, the explosion word bubble on the cover. And of course, we'll get into that later. Yeah, but I'm referring to together again for the first time. I can see what they were going for, but it still doesn't really make any sense in my <laughs> book. No. This is issue 31. For those out there, thir- issue 31 of Marvel Team Up. Yep. And this was published the same month as Marvel Premiere 21. Yep, in which, March 1975. Which was Iron Fist's showdown with the um, cult. The Living Glasses, if I recall correctly. Now, on this cover, Iron Fist is almost... Well, technically, he's in the same exact pose as Marvel Premiere 17. However, we're looking at him from a different angle. Yeah. Literally, I'm looking at the two covers. Legs are in the same position. Hands are in the same position. The only difference really is that his mouth is more open on the cover of 17 where he's screaming, where he's not really doing that on this cover. Yeah. But great, powerful cover. Them busting through a door where on 17 he's busting out of an elevator. Yeah. And it's uh, Spider-Man, it's classic Ramita Senior style. It's not actually Ramita, but it's it's still like the sort of house style for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if Jim... I don't think the interior artist did that cover because it doesn't... Me neither. Jim Mooney does the interior art, and that this does not look like the same art. Oh, he still does the uh, Ramita Spider-Man, though. Mm-hmm. But the Iron Fist is completely different. So you want to get to the issue then? Certainly. We've got Jerry Conway as the author. Jim Mooney is again the artist. Vince Coletta is the inker. Artie Simic is the letterer. Petra G is the colorist. And Len Len Wen is the editor. And uh, for an interesting twist, this one is pretty much all through the eyes of Spider-Man. Yes. So all the uh, second person talking, you know, monologue is through Peter Parker, where in almost all the Iron Fist issues, it's always been Danny doing a lot of second person stuff. It'll be the first issue we've covered where it's not from Iron Fist's point of view. It's actually from Spider-Man's point of view. And being that he was doing the pretty much the team up run was just pretty much just another Spider-Man book that's understandable. Yeah. So we start off with Peter Parker apparently uh, eating breakfast, trying, trying to have breakfast in a diner as Iron Fist kicks 
a hooligan through a plate glass window. Yep. <laughs> and Pete's like, well, he seems... He doesn't seem too surprised, and he shouldn't be, considering his run of luck, that some <laughs> guy with a giant symbiote collar just kicks some thug through the window. Or door, I should say. Actually, yeah, well, let, let's actually talk about Spider-Man for a second. What do you think about Spider-Man? Uh, I've always been a fan of Spider-Man. Uh, I've never really collected Spider-Man, um, his own personal issues or anything, because it just seemed to me, uh, for most of my collecting things, he was in everything. Mm. So I really didn't need to pick up like Amazing Spider-Man because he made appearances in every book on the planet. Yeah. So I was always reading Spider-Man without ever having to buy Spider-Man. The only um, series I actually did pick up, which I totally loved, was... I think it was the reboot of Sensational Spider-Man when it started off as the Scarlet Spider clone. And I think for the first, like, 16 to 18 issues, it was actually the clone in the full Scarlet Spider outfit. Oh, yeah, Kane. No, not Kane. Oh, Ben? Yes. Okay. And, uh, I'm thinking about right around issue 18 is when, like, they they put a wrap on the whole clone thing, and Mm. so Ben disintegrated or did whatever. Yeah. And, uh, again, another... When another cluster in the Spider-Man universe that if they actually went through with it I think would have been ten times more interesting than what they wound up doing and if, if you're not aware the talk after they wrapped everything up and basically made it to the point where nothing really happened. Even though all this crap went down, they brought it right back to full circle to everything that just happened in the last like four years was pointless because it changed nothing. And it was because the fans already raised such a stink that they totally scrapped the entire storyline that they had planned. And apparently what they had planned was that Ben, a.k.a. the Scarlet Spider, was actually the real Peter Parker. Yeah, I... And the the Peter Parker we all knew and loved, and the one who had pigeonholed himself in marrying Mary Jane and now, you know, possibly settling down and having kids could be magically erased because he wasn't actually the real Spider-Man this whole time. And I don't know if word got out or people started putting one and one together, but well, it, the fans it actually, were just like, no! That part of the story got published, and that's when fans lost their crap. And to be fair, I'm sort of with the fans on this one. <laughs> I I hate that twist. Like, if they just... It, it, it seems like, you know, those endings where, oh, it was all a dream. It seems like it would have been interesting, sure, but, yeah. I mean, either way, we, be- got, we got better one more than day. M- m- Better than Mephisto, the magic eraser. Thank you, Joe Casada. What the hell was that crap? Because Aunt May's been dying 
since issue six of The Amazing Spider-Man, and they just couldn't let her go, so they erased everything just to bring this doddering old lady back. It's like, maybe Peter should live without his aunt. It's speak, speak, speaking of that, the whole Aunt May thing. I was heavy into the comic, working at the comic book store when, when the Ultimate series came out. Yep. All of us working there were so, so disappointed that they didn't spin that and have Aunt May die and Peter be raised by Uncle Ben in the Ultimate book. We were all hoping. They're like, oh, here's a completely new spin in a completely different world, universe, you know, alternate Earth, like D- like DC has 47, 53 of them or whatever. Hmm. Or 52 of them. They can do whatever they want here. I'm like, Aunt May needs to die and Peter needs to be raised by Uncle Ben. What would Spider-Man be like then? And they did the same effing thing. Well, it the, the ultimate was created for new readers. It wasn't created for people who were already familiar with it. So I think they were just trying to condense, like, just do a modern telling of Spider-Man's origin and his career. I mean, that's pretty much what did wind up happening to the book, but we were, when it first came out, we were all hoping for a whole new twist. Yeah. Well, they've done, they've done a couple of what-ifs. Aunt May died instead of Uncle Ben. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, they did two of them, and the outcomes were completely different. (laughs) So, (laughs) whatever. Um, Yeah, I've read... All of Spider-Man from the beginning up to Gwen Stacy's death. So mm-hmm. the Dicto Lee run, the uh, Ramita Lee run, which is my favorite. Um, and then I read a lot of bits and a lot of Spider-Man afterwards because I got the Punisher Essentials Volume 1. And most of that was Spider-Man because he was popping up in there all the time. So, And I've read what... I've just read bits and pieces like Craven's Last Hunt, the Black Costume Saga, stuff like that. Uh, he was my favorite growing up. Um, he's still, I still really like him now, but like Carl said, I just haven't bothered collecting him because he's just in everything. And to be honest, Dan Slott's Spider-Man sucks. I tried reading that, and I, the Superior <laughs> run was good because of the novelty. But yeah. I tried reading his normal Spider-Man. It was just really boring. So I've never read stuff like Venom or anything. But yeah, there's just so much Spider-Man. I just haven't really bothered. But yeah, he's still one of my favorites. They just can't make a good movie, except for Spider-Man Two. I thought the first two spot, the first two Sam Raimi Spider-Mans are great. People complain about the web shooters and the quipping, but they captured the spirit of the early Lee runs. I thought. Well, number number two is definitely my favorite, followed by number one. I would put them in that order. Number two, number one. Yeah. And I would I'd actually put the uh, the newer ones. Ahead of that horrible part three. Uh, I'd probably put three above those. I really hate the new ones. <laughs> the guy's hair, man, he was the worst Peter Parker ever. <sighs> well, and three, three was entertaining. Three was bad because it just didn't live up to the expectations of, um, like the first two set, and it had a horrible adaptation of Venom, but. Oh, big time. And and freaking Green Goblin. What the hell was that? Yeah. Sandman was fantastic, though. Yeah, exactly. They, like, see, Sandman was perfect. Spider-Man 3 had things that were great about it. The Amazing Spider-Man movies were just all mediocre or bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Gwen, you you didn't like that wet, moist sound when Gwen Stacy's head bounced off the concrete? Oh, that was great. (laughs) I was like, oh! (sighs) Somebody... Somebody's got that a YouTube video of that on constant repeat, <laughs> like to a drum beat. <laughs> uh, of her head just slapping off the ground. Two, two could have been good. They cut a whole bunch of stuff where they kill Electro's mother, which is why he goes bad, and that would have made him oh, a lot really? more. Yeah, that would have made him a lot more interesting. But they cut it for some reason, and then he just turned into like a really stupid typical Marvel villain Marvel these days anyway so yeah and they cut a couple of other things which would have made the movie a lot better which is a shame although we're not getting a sequel now because we're getting another reboot so now is it a reboot or is it um no it's a reboot because Garfield's not coming back it's a reboot but they're not doing the origin right Uh, what is it the Frightful Six or whatever Sinister Six Sinister Six. I don't think they're doing that for the first movie. They were going to do that as a spin-off for the Sony ones, but I don't know if they're doing that anymore because of what happened with the Marvel buying them out. Now, people... I'm going to have a controversial opinion here. I think Marvel will just do a really crappy Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man requires heart, soul, and Marvel movies don't have any of that. (laughs) They're all corporate cardboard push-outs. I'm uh, sorry, I have to disagree with you. Did you see Ant-Man? No. I stopped... Yeah. Didn't stop, stop talking. <laughs> well, that, that's the only one I haven't seen, to be fair. Dude, Ant-Man is so high on my list of Marvel movies, it's ridiculous. It it was their, their sleeper agent. I walked into that expecting nothing. And was blown out of my shoes. My wife even was like, holy crap. That was fantastic. It's just a good... You can't say anything bad about the movie. Other than... The only thing that you can say bad about that movie is after you've watched that movie, you'll walk out there going... Why were the trailers so bad for this? Mm. Alright, well, I'll watch Ant-Man, and then I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> what, you going to tell me it was better in black and white? <laughs> yeah. I'll get my black and white filter thingy on. No. <laughs> it's so much better in black and white. Well, hey, I haven't done that in ages. Because I haven't been reading in black and white for a while, so... I really like Jerry. Uh, back to the book. I'm actually quite a big fan of Jerry Conway. He's the, the guy that no, killed off Gwen. There's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the writing in this a- a issue at all. The art, on the other hand, can be questionable sometimes. Yes. But hey, there's a special on Texas chili dogs and beans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, so this first page is pretty good. I'll say that much. Peter spilling his coffee. His mind yeah. just kicks this guy through the door. And, yeah, and, it's a uh, cool, like, first-person narration for the whole thing by Peter, because he's recording mm-hmm. it. I'm taking this one down, because if what I was told is true, I won't remember any of it in the morning. 
and this is one adventure I want to remember, no matter what. It started with a very early morning breakfast in a diner a few blocks north of my new apartment. I hadn't been to sleep, and it was getting towards dawn, and I knew if I was going to make it through the next day, I needed food. Food I got. I also got violence. <laughs> You're spotty, man. You don't get to have breakfast without some Crash! Yep, so the guy crashes in, Iron Fist comes in, literally flying with a kick. Oh, you're not going to discuss the collar? <laughs> I didn't notice that, actually. The the collar changes shape on Iron Fist's outfit constantly. I, I don't even know what the hell his collar is doing in that first panel. Well, it looks like it's being affected by physics for once. <laughs> so the wind seems to be blowing it back, but I'm not... 100% sure. He leaped feet first, screaming like Kazar. 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 Well, whatever. <laughs> Let's well, go on. ask you're, him. You're, you're missing some major points here that they're hitting. There's some major points they're hitting that are very uh, time sensitive for what was going on in that time. Uh, first first mm-hmm. off, he says the jerk comes flying across the room like a refugee from Mannix, which I meant to look that up, but well, it was a cop show in the seventies. Okay. And then he goes right behind him was a David Carradine lookalike. Of yep. course, he's referring to David Carradine's Kung, Kung, Kung Fu, where David Carradine plays a half Asian. Uh... Martial art expert, expert, and he leaps feet first, screaming like Kazar. Another popular hero at that time was Kazar with the Savage Lands. I think he had his own title for a bit here in this time period. Yeah. And if the first character hadn't dodged, he would have been mincemeat. And then he refers to how the 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 costume guy landed like a cat and struck a classic kung fu pose and the other fellow also slipped into a classic (laughs) pose a classic for New York streets that is and the guy pulls out like a six inch long silhouette and the guy in the green suit doesn't really seem bothered by it at all yep and the very moment he saw next moment he saw why Iron Fist essentially just beats the crap out of this knife wielding guy and then throws him well, on the ground, like a somersault. And then Iron Fist proceeds to just stroll out of the building. Yeah, like nothing and happened. And the guy's calling after him, he's like, hey, hey, you. <laughs> and he's like, looks like the way he's walking, look at where his arms are positioned. Mm-hmm. It looks quite amusing. <laughs> oh, and his collar keeps changing, yes. by the way, throughout all these. And it's just odd that, you know, Danny comes in, causes hundreds of dollars worth of damage, and just strolls right the F out without saying a freaking word to anybody. <laughs> is that odd at this point? I would say it is, yes. Okay. And then Peter yeah. is like commenting how Peter actually drops a Shang-Chi comment an actual yeah. Asian martial artist. And mm. yeah, I didn't say that. And uh, how <laughs> there's been nothing going on for weeks in Jonah's paper, so this could be a good scoop for Peter. So he starts to follow him. Yeah. 
And the guy's like, who's going to pay for the door? And, of course, Iron Fist doesn't answer. He continues walking through the night. And oh, I just want to... I'm not going to do all the ads, but this particular ad I just wanted to point out. There's an ad here, because the next two pages are ad. There's an ad I here keep, selling... I keep forgetting that you have this issue now. <laughs> yeah, no, I have the issue thanks to Carl, <laughs> who generously sent it and other things... Um, to me, which is very nice. I gotta hook you up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very glad because this ad is amazing. Uh, <laughs> they're selling they're selling fake karate and judo medals with ribbons, and they're like, "Oh, impress your friends; these look authentic." And they also sell fake black belt certificates that also look authentic. I just thought that was really funny. All right, what page is this on? Um, it's the page with all the small ads. Oh, okay, yep, yep, yep. If you What's go... Encyclopedia to... of World Records with the giant fat guy? <laughs> it's on the very left. I see it. Bruce Lee, Kung Fu, Karate and Judo medals with ribbons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's scarier is I owned many things on this page. Oh, when I... The Planet of the Apes mask? Because that looks... No, cool. I had the Planet of the Apes mask, and it looked better than that. I had... Uh, the Greedy Fingers Bank, top left-hand corner. I had... What else yeah. did I have? I had... Seven-foot life-size ghost. Yeah, that was literally a sheet with a balloon in it and, oh. a, and two sticker eyeballs. My friend, my oh, friend bought that, but no, that looks like it from this page. There's, there's different ones in different years. Yeah, we used to save up our money and get that stuff. Yeah. And some of these, some of these ads, you'll see like a, in some of the co older comics, you'll see like a box of three hundred army men for two dollars. I actually sent two dollars mm. in and got that. They were flat. <laughs> Wow. They were flat plastic army men with stands. Very disappointing. Well, at least it was only two bucks. Right, but two bucks back then was like 20 bucks now. Oh, yeah, true. True. So... Two bucks got you a they... pack of cigarettes and a gallon of gas back then, and I'm not even joking. I could use some cigarettes right now. That's bad for you, Mr. Martial Artist. I, I don't smoke, so... <laughs> I'm just saying I could use some to throw at people. <laughs> well lit. So, so of <laughs> course, Peter ditches his clothes in a trash can. What the hell was, must he smell like? <laughs> and puts on Spidey's outfit. Because, you know, <laughs> of course, he's going to follow this guy for a scoop, and he's going to follow him from the air and take pictures and then Jane, J. Joe Jameson is never going to put two and two together. <laughs> Why are every picture Peter Parker takes, he's 30 feet up in the air. <laughs> and so he also points out that Iron Fist is... Single-minded. He has that look where he's obsessed with his own personal view of reality. And yeah, essentially he's just single-minded. Mm -hmm. Like He's got the world worked out. Sort of. And then Spider-Man does not realize that at the time, he is being watched himself. Well, so he references... Uh, this is 
He says his hands were sore because after the beating they took pounding a brick wall Which is, in his own yeah. book. And is that the infamous wall? I don't know. You know, where he's at the where he's at the, the baseball or softball game or whatever wearing the hat and stuff and then this guy who's literally a brick wall comes up and attacks him. See, now I'm going to have to Google Spider-Man 141. Just Google Spider-Man the wall as well. It's pretty funny. Do, 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 do. No, I don't think so because the Amazing Spider-Man 141 has uh, Morbius, um... Mysterio, Vulture, and Doctor Octopus on the cover. So was he fight? Um, was he fighting the, the uh, Angar the Screamer? <laughs> and he made yeah. him see stuff, and he started punching a wall, thinking he was beating somebody up. This is the issue I'm thinking of. I just sent it to you on Facebook. I don't know if you can get on Facebook, but yeah. no, it's all Mysterio. Mysterio is back, and he's not alone. So Mysterio he sure it's even, must have had him doing something. You sure it's even his amazing series, though? It could be another series. Back in 74? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, they, they might have just misquoted the issue then. I'm not sure. Oops. Da, da, da. Trying to find out what he does here. No, he realizes their illusions and psychs himself out during the fight by punching a wall with his fists so badly uh, they are okay. scarred and badly damaged. So he, he yeah. breaks the mental hold on himself by psyching himself out by punching a wall. There we go. Now we know. Okay. That darn Mysterio with his fishbowl head. Wow. So... Um, Spider-Man's telling Iron Fist, and yes, he is being watched by some weirdo who looks like he's from another... He looks pretty 70s sci-fi. Yeah. Maybe time traveler? Something like that. He has a... Yeah, he has a green outfit, green and yellow outfit. Um, but he doesn't look too bad. No. And he's got some weird binoculars, and he talks backwards. Backwards. Yep, and they translate it uh, down the bottom for us. So you didn't have to Maybe. run to your local, your nearest mirror and hold it up and read it, which they did quite a lot back then. They had people mm. who, who talked backwards, who were like, hold up to a mirror to read what so-and-so is saying. <laughs> I came across that in Spider-Man a couple of times. Stanley, you... Uh, this will prove most interesting, I think. If one of these costume fighters can provide me with enough energy to survive, think what power I can gain from two. And then they're nice enough to say, hereafter, we'll give you the translations and save the originals for our memory book. And they lie. <laughs> yep. The first, he has to bring them into contact, just as he brought that first costume fool into contact with that street thief. So he essentially has to make them fight, and he points out it shouldn't be too difficult to accomplish. And how right is he? In this era, you could probably throw, like, a coin at one of them, and then they just start, like, a huge superhero brawl, because everyone was out to beat each other up in the 70s, yeah. it seems. And now, they never... <laughs> this is they, great. <laughs> they never get into how he got the street thug 
to go after Iron Fist. I don't think they need to, do they? Well, it just would have been interesting. Like, how did he set that up? That's did true. Say, like, oh, that guy in green said, your mom, your mom's a cow. <laughs> Maybe that guy in green has like a million dolls in his what? wallet. So he pulls up some weird looking gun and shoots Spider-Man's webbing as he's zooming overhead of Iron Fist trailing him. Looks like some sort of laser as well. And the webbing snaps. And Spider-Man yells out, Timber, as he lands on Iron Fist. Who again now looks like he's wearing a safety helmet inside his his, uh, dog cone collar. And and Spider-Man falls so bad that if it wasn't for Iron Fist, he might have shattered his spine. And he got knocked silly. But Iron Fist somehow did a roll and recovered. Yes, this is one of and immediately, the worst panels ever. <laughs> it's just... And he immediately starts attacking Spider-Man. Right. And Spider-Man's like, whoa, dude, chill out. Yeah, hold <laughs> it. You don't understand. Yow. Now, the interesting thing here is they just have uh, Danny, you know, doing a flying kick through the air. Spider-Man gets out of the way. And he comes in contact with a city street pole, light pole, and completely snaps it. Yep. And, of course, he says, twice tonight I've been attacked without reason. Now you will tell me why, masked man, or I swear on my father's grave, I will kill you. And does he, is it me, or does he look a bit like David Carradine in that last? Yeah, a touch. Hmm. And Spider-Man is like, well... This guy's going to be trouble. I tried to calm him down, but that's probably not going to work. So, well, they fight. Like of. they do in all these comics. For... Yep, Iron Fist attacks Spider-Man. Spider-Man ducks and seems to headbutt him in the chin. Which knocks him on his butt. All the while, the weird spaceman guy is giggling in the corner from all this energy that is feeding him. Yeah, and, and he and is a so, guy named Drom, the backwards man, which is an awesome name, by the way. So the fight keeps going, and Spider-Man realizes he has to. Now, I, I thought this comment was kind of weird. Something I hadn't wanted to do since it tends to alienate alienate people <laughs> a little, but in this case, I don't have any choice. So he webs up Iron Fist. Well, I mean, can you imagine getting webbed up with, like, super strong, sticky web? That would be... You yeah, know, you don't know what hole it came out of? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. well, it came out of Spider-Man's hole. So. <laughs> what is this? Why is it on me? And, oh, am I going to get <laughs> pregnant now? Uh, it took a couple minutes for him to realize he was caught but good. When I didn't do anything to him, he must have decided I'd been telling the truth, because... It seems I've made a mistake in more ways than one. I let my mo- momentary anger usurp my intelligence. Which is a mistake. Which is a mistake one can never afford to make. Well, and then Iron Fist, uh, Spider-Man says nobody's perfect, Twinkle Toes. And, in- and introduces himself, and Danny goes, I am called Iron Fist, for reasons which must be obvious. And he breaks out of Spider-Man's webs. Like everyone breaks out of Spider-Man's <coughs> webs. 
Well, at least both, it's, both his fists were glowing pink, so I guess they're trying to say that's true. He, he summoned the iron fist to get out. At least the webs are good for something. Now, let's get to... I'm sure some people want to hear our thoughts on who would win in a fight in this era. We'll keep it to this era, because modern era is quite different. But, uh... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess, for me, it just depends who's angry. Whoever's angry is going to lose. I'm going to say in this era, it was era... It would definitely be... Spider-Man would be the winner no matter what. Just even if Spider-Man was angry, because of the popularity and, and all that stuff, there's no way well, Iron Fist would win this. I remember um, back in the day when Daredevil and Spider-Man fought. Spider-Man was angry, and Daredevil essentially hands him on his, you know, keister, mm-hmm. and Daredevil won. You know, due to experience and the fact that Spider-Man was angry, so I was thinking a similar thing would happen for Iron Fist. Well, my whole thing was, yes, Danny has a hundred times the experience when it comes to fighting over Spider-Man. Um, he's got the fists, Spider-Man's got the webbing, but I'm just going, like, popularity-wise, yeah. I don't think they would let Iron Fist win. I didn't really mean popularity-wise. I just meant, like, their skills and stuff, really. I would... So I hate popularity. Concepts. If it was just out of power, even in this era where he hasn't been super boosted through the roof, I would still give it to Iron Fist because we've already displayed that his Iron Fist can cut through the webbing like butter, and he's a better fighter. The only thing that yeah. he would have is if Spider-Man went to the air and stayed up there and used his webbing to lift up heavy metal objects, you know, starting with trash cans, going to mailboxes, 55-gallon drums, and just started repeatedly dropping them on Iron Fist to slowly wear him down. Well, the thing with Spider-Man is he does have a lot of experience. I mean, he has taken on some pretty crazy opponents. Yeah, he's not as good a fighter, but he does have the spider sense, the strength, the agility... And he's got a lot of... He's probably got more street-slash-brawling experience than Iron Fist at this point. True. I guess, as I said, for me earlier, it's just who's angrier, because then the other person would exploit their weakness, but if they were both angry, then I would... Oh, I don't know. Six out of ten Spider-Man, for me, personally. I'm sorry, Carl. <laughs> Well, then it just turn, takes a turn for the worst where they stroll off together now that they're best friends and they go to the park to hang out. Yeah, and it's really weird. They're just like, they're just strolling down the street like they're buddies. I'm just talking. And then they're sitting on this. It looks. <laughs> it's the edge of the sandbox. <laughs> and Iron Fist Cola looks ridiculous enough in that panel. Put the panel down the bottom left. Yeah. Where there's, there's it's no, like, how does he yeah, see? There'd be no way he would be looking at Spider-Man if that collar was like that. And then it gets even better in the in the, the same page all the way to the right. <laughs> it looks like they're like giant ears or something on that costume. It's so bad. And I feel like if they went a bit further with that bottom left panel, it would just be enveloping his whole face. 
So it'd just be one big cart. So they're talking about what's going on and whatnot and why the thief and that the common thief tried to attack him and he persisted his attack and blah, blah, blah. And while all this talking is going on, a creature like rises up out of the sandbox that they're sitting on the edge of in this park. Now, you're thinking Sandman. I know I was, but it turns out it isn't. So this giant sand creature attacks them, and as soon as it attacks, it starts growing another set of limbs. So now it becomes a four-armed sand creature. It's more like cement, maybe? Oh, I know it is a sandbox. Sorry. Yeah. It's the coloring through me. Yep, off. the coloring is way off here. He's gray. So they're, they're fighting him. Uh, they're double-teaming him. But it's getting the upper hand. It actually manages to smack Iron Fist away, and Iron Fist lands on top of uh, some of the, like, cement tubes they have at playgrounds for the kids to crawl through. So he sprawled out on that, and Spider-Man's starting to use his webbing on the forearm creature, calls him sandpaper puss. Probably doesn't work. Well, he balls up two hands, and then all of a sudden his senses go off. After he's oh, webbed yeah. him, and he jumps out of the way just long enough for this ray beam to come through and destroy the sand creature, and then we're face he's, to face. Spider-Man knows by with his experience that when a sequence of events like this plays out, there's always some guy behind mm-hmm. him. And so he's going face to face with him. He makes his normal, you know, comments, his quirky little pre-Deadpool comments. And uh, he goes, I shot a load of webbing at the man. (laughs) (laughs) I later came to know his drum. And then something strange happened. The web began to decay. And while I gaped, it turned to dust. So the the webbing didn't actually, as soon as it came in, by the time the webbing reached his face, it was just turning to dust. And Spidey's like, now that I just don't believe. And then the butthead's talking backwards again. They lied to us. Even though they said that they would just have it, they still translate it down the bottom. So it's not necessary for you to believe anything. Don't, you are a pawn, and the game is mine. Enough of this stuff already. And then Spidey wakes up chained to a chair in a big old machine. With should mention that he shot Iron Fist with his yes. gun. For Zack. Yeah, no, Spider-Man just doesn't wake up <laughs> to a chair. That would be weird. Good pain, I like the space-agey, weird, sucky oh, yeah. effect going on there with Spider-Man getting hit by a laser. Yeah, all well, the spots and stuff. And, uh, very Doctor Strange-ish. Mm. And then he wakes up in the bizarre lab, his is diddling some knobs and whatnot. And, of course, this is, you know, the, the, the classic monologuing that all supervillains must do where I will tell you everything about me and how I came to be and anybody says and so he's monologuing and Spider-Man's like uh I can't understand you so the guy puts on a translator and says I beg your forgiveness Spider-Man I forget myself at times of my affliction and so he proceeds to tell him his entire life story This is the part where you come in. <laughs> Shut up. I like how he also calls him my power-soaked puppet. 
my entire life has been, how do I put it, a record play backwards. It will amuse me to explain. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just provides me amusement to explain all of my plans. So, for some reason, at his birth, well, he goes, I was born an old man, and I have been living my life in reverse since that day. Uh, but I speak poetically. I was not born old yet. Only a few short minutes after my birth, my infant form was somehow exchanged through time with my aged body. By means of a science I've never yet understood, maybe some future scientist experiment backfired, sending waves of chronal energy through the decades, twisting my own personal lifeline, turning me into a monster instead of a man. I don't know. I don't care. But for 45 years, I've lived my life in seclusion, existing in reverse, even to the words I utter. Depending on translation machines, translation machines. to make my language understandable to normal ears, depending, depending on conversion machines to make normal food edible to my reversed metabolism, depending on energy, pure human energy, to survive. And I have survived thriving on the energy I can steal from my fellow humans, using it to maintain my life. Even as I plunge backwards towards my birth, that's why I instigated the fight between you and the other superpowered monstrosity. So, I just want to point out here that really weird-looking panel of him as an old man just in the nursery <laughs> just going ah crying like a with baby. no teeth yeah and a horrified nurse sweet Jesus how did this pervert get in here <laughs> cured Fogel's in the nursery so basically yeah Drom wants to drain the power from their battle and use it to feed himself to slow his backwards time race. Right. And that's the reason he kidnapped him when they stopped fighting. To take him here and use it, my metallic disruptor to break down your <laughs> cellular <laughs> structure. You that one up. <laughs> yeah. Me and the sound effect is re... <laughs> metabolic. Oh, not me oh, not right, metallic. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that was a bit weird. But as, as Spider-Man starts to be drained of his energy, Iron Fist comes crashing through the ceiling. Screw Both of his fists ablaze. <laughs> and the guy goes, what in the name of sanity? <laughs> this guy with his huge collars. <laughs> it's obviously referring to the outfit. That's right. Yeah. How does that collar <laughs> keep getting bigger? What in the name of sanity is wrong with your outfit? And if you think your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man was relieved to see Iron Fist crouching behind that cloud of raining dust, you better you believe better it. better believe it. True believers. So. Striking, striking the most awesome JCPenney sport catalog pose ever on the next page. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, Iron Fist. That gun is more dangerous than it looks. Still, a weapon is only useful, and I am aware of that, Spider-Man. If it is used... I think it's... I'm a, I am well aware of that, Spider-Man. Still, 
a weapon is only useful if it is it, used. I got confused. And he too. kicks it out of his hand. Great, you're a walking fortune cookie. <laughs> hey, don't let him touch you, Greeny. He's got the original pair of dishpan hands. Wait a minute. I said and... don't touch him, Iron Fist. What are you doing coming after me? It's obvious, my friend. <laughs> I'm freeing you. I'm touching you. <laughs> I'm caressing you with my hand. Surely you agree. <laughs> In a case like this, four hands are better than two. And again, Iron Fist oh. is now wearing a helmet <laughs> with ear protection. <laughs> And, and his outfit again is now completely freaking cone. Uh, Mister, if I didn't know better, I'd swear you were trying to be funny. No, oh, he is. He is being funny with that costumes. Touch me, touch me. My body will instantly <laughs> absorb your coronal energy, just as it absorbed the organic energy from your webbing. That's what I figured, Drum. Well, we'll have to get you without touching you. And I think on her hair. No, not my mirror. Not my precious mirror. It's all I have to maintain my identity. Without it, I'll fade. I'll be swept away into the chrono current. And put it down. I command you, put it down. You heard the man, Iron Fist. And they put it down right on top of his face. And they smash him <laughs> over the head with this mirror. This giant three-sectional like mirror from a... I thought they were just going to break the mirror, but they just break it over his head. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know what was going to happen next. Stunned, Drama seemed to lose his grip on reality. His body quivered. <laughs> Spider-Man says, he mentions he never would have done this if he knew that this was going right. to happen. And Drom regresses. All the way to well. infancy, and then is left as a little dot of light that disappears. And his outfit drops yeah. like a pile of loose rags. So they left the building in a daze. Iron Fist finally broke the silence. From what you've told me, he must have had a very tenuous grip on time. Without energy, without an image or himself, he lost that grip. In a way, he never really existed, did he? A man proves his existence by growing, by progressing through life. Tron did the opposite, and now he's only a memory. And that's where my head started to hurt. <laughs> it's like, man, what... Just because he was going back, what? I guess he was like a time. This comic book is deep. Anomaly. <laughs> Swell. I'm not glad. I'm not only a memory. Thanks for remembering me and tracking us down here. Drum's creature did not truly stun me, Spider-Man. Hiding and following was child's play. So the thing is, he let Spider-Man fight Drum by himself, <laughs> so he could follow him to his lair. How does that make any sense? Ah. Uh... I guess Danny's from a different plane of existence, so he just thinks differently to us. Till we meet again, think on this, my friend. If a man ceases to exist, how long will his memory survive him? With that, Iron Fist walked away and left me thinking, which is why I've returned home. I decided to make this recording. Already bits and pieces of the information are fading. Drum is becoming less and less real. I wonder if what Iron Fist said, Iron Fist, now what was I thinking about him? The microphone slips from dis in disinterested fingers. fingers. Peter Parker sits in a growing silence, confused. At last, the memory is gone. As gone and forgotten as the man who inspired it, Drom. Also, look at Iron Fist's collar in that top panel 
on the, the second panel on the top. No. He looks like it's just slowly enveloping yeah, him. it's over his head. <laughs> yeah. This is some weird freaking art for Iron Fist in this issue. Now, all aside, all of us laughing at the artwork, it actually is a good comic. Yeah, and I think the art's... Barring Iron Fist, the art is good, I think. Yes, it's just, uh... You know... Iron Fist is comically... Yes. ...drawn. And, uh... It's, uh... I... When, when Connor didn't have this issue yet, I was referring to it as the team-up issue that never happened. And he didn't know what I was meaning by that. And now he does, because it's... Con- yeah, I forgot about the whole Lost memory of it thing. Um, no, it was a really good issue. I really like Drum's design. Mm-hmm. I like the weird sort of Twilight zone plot. Well, not plot bad guy, I guess. Um, just the mirror somehow. Yeah, no, it was trippy. It was funky, man. But still a good reading for what? I think it was... It was a great read. 25 cents back then? <laughs> coloring, coloring was good as well, isn't it? Stayed in the lines most of the time. Yeah. I cannot complain. We made fun of it a lot, but to be completely honest with you, with the the stuff that was going on back then, it's a solid issue. Yeah, and the, the, we mostly made fun of Iron Fist Collar, and I'll stick by that. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. See this collar. It is ridiculous. It's insanity. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a really good I'll issue. I'll have to post some pictures um, of the collar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely recommend reading this. And unfortunately, it's... as you found out, mm. there's no reprint of this. Yeah, it's not in. It is not collected in Masterworks or anything. You have to get the itch, issue by itself. Unless is there uh, is there black and whites of the team up? Hmm. There should be essential team ups, but essentials will be gone for a bit. Now. Yeah. Actually, I don't know how much Marvel team-up would be going for. But no, great issue. Good point. Uh, mm-hmm. Danny doesn't really act like Danny at the beginning, but then he comes around. Yeah. Great. And he's still awesome in the beginning anyway for beating the snot out of that. Great cover. Yeah. Spider-Man was good. Yep, Spider-Man is definitely classic Spider-Man. The person who wrote this obviously knows his Spider-Man. Yep. And it was good to see Iron Fist team up with another hero, because I don't think we've seen that yet. Not not another Marvel hero. I mean, there was Iron Man, but he fought Iron Man and then briefly shook his hand. But this was before that, anyway. <laughs> Essential Marvel team of Volume 2, it's in. Okay, how much does that go for? Um, people have them buy it now for nine ninety nine, plus four dollars for shipping. And considering it's issues twenty five to fifty one, plus Marvel two and one number seventeen, that's a whole lot of issues. Yep. But again, it's black and white, and it's printed on pretty much toilet paper. It's, it, it's, it's not bad quality though. It does look good. Mm-hmm. I will say. Um, but it's yeah. almost worth getting that because just getting this issue, like on if a local store doesn't have it, you're going to probably pay 
anywhere from five to eight dollars just for the issue by itself plus tax and buying the team up for fourteen dollars you get twenty more issues to read and and, yep. and the, the the next issue issue thirty two has son of Satan in it yep and and the thing with team ups is you don't if you just buy volume two, that's okay because you don't need to read it from the right. start because they're all standalone stories. Yep. You can pick up team ups anywhere. Yeah, and yes, they're just you might even get a Spider Man and Ghost Rider team up. Who knows? Try your luck. Yeah, I teamed up quite a bit. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I guess that uh wraps us up. Yep. Next 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 week we'll be back to uh, Radon. Oh, and that, that, we paid out that title, The City's Not For Burning. It was pointed out to me that it's a Margaret Thatcher reference. Oh. So, apologies if we offended any British people. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's an actual reference to something. It's not just some stupid title they came up with. Excellent um, history lesson right there. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I got, I got eye-rolling and shaking heads at me, so... <laughs> What's that? Um, so, like we know, I'm in America. Yeah. You're in Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I don't care enough about. Oh no, Britain's awesome. I love it. Up with the colonies. Doctor Who forever. Yeah. Yeah. Praise Thatcher. Oh, I feel dirty saying that. <laughs> Britain has the best sci-fi shows out there. Had. No, they're still doing pretty Red good. Red Dwarf, sorry, Bob. They're still doing pretty good. That's the only show I couldn't get into. Oh, you suck. I'm not doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> I guess, uh, do you have anything else to add? Or no, else? that's it. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Yep. And if, you, if you're not a Christmas fan, and you're not a New Year's Winter fan... Winter Solstice. I feel ya. Just drink. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we'll be back next week with more Radon and Iron Fist fighting in London and Misty being Misty. abrasive. Yes. And yeah, um, so Colleen's feel free to send lost. us <laughs> feel free to send us mail. Send uh, us anything. Know, give, anything. Give give your thoughts on like who would win in Spider Man or Iron Fist or anything really. Um, you can contact us at Sons of the Dragon Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us at our Facebook, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter is at Iron Fist. It'll be under the name Connor McKenna. Our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. If you just YouTube Iron Fist Podcast, you'll find us really quickly. And our WordPress, which is Sons of the Dragon, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. We are also on iTunes and Podcast Garden under the literature section on iTunes. Feel free to rate us. Um, if you rate us less than five stars, please leave us please leave us feedback on what we're doing wrong, if we can improve the show, and yeah. So, oh, Iron Fist and the related characters are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any music or images or sound clips we use are for just entertainment purposes only. We do this for free. We don't make any money off us off this. So please don't sue us. Yes, and give a shout out to uh, the guy you got the intro from and the other guy you got the music from there. Yeah, Thomas, uh, sorry for pronouncing your name wrong again, uh, Thomas Tissot. 
He's Thomas Tissot on um, Twitter, and you can find him on YouTube pretty easily as well. And I'll include a direct link in the show notes. And, oh, yeah, shout out to my friend Sage as well, who did the new uh, logo for the show. Yes, thank you. Nice improvement. Um, yes, so now we have an original logo that's not anyone else's, and it actually looks good. <laughs> maybe. As opposed to what we had. Maybe before. when we get a few thousand listeners, we'll do t shirts or something. <laughs> Ooh, t shirts. Oh, then we'd be making money, though. So, unless, oh, unless we just, like, put our heads on the shirts, I guess. No, you just drop it in, like, a Zazzle thing. Because that's, like... Have you ever been to Zazzle? I don't even know what that is. Is that some sort of drug that all the kids are taking? No, go to Zazzle.com. You can get an Iron Fist shower curtain. And that money is not going to Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I have have an Iron Fist jumper and a Daredevil yellow costume jumper and that money didn't go to Marvel. So. Alright, I don't know what the hell a jumper is in Australia. Hoodie. Okay. There's <laughs> there's a big difference. A jumper is like a one-piece outfit a woman would wear. So yeah, we talked about this before. It just ended up being how wrong you were with your American ways. Oh, whatever. You don't know what a, you don't know what a <laughs> counter and a kitchen table is, so... I alright so until next time may your fists become unto things of iron as you punch through your presence or if you don't have presence as you punch through people and peace peace